0: Good evening, Grace and Truth family. We're back again for another episode of uh, Season 2 and uh, Episode 3. So, um, it's just me today. Uh, My wife is actually right here um, on the bed. She's already sleeping. I'm recording in the evening. It's actually such a beautiful evening. Um, and yeah, it was just in my heart to actually record, you know, to be honest, if I could leave my job and record full time, (laughs) I'd probably consider it. Um, but yeah, so now, interestingly, um, on this episode, it was actually on my heart to chat about a specific uh, scripture, which is in John chapter sixteen, um, to just bring clarity on a certain scripture, which I think from personal experience, um, I believe I was you know held in bondage to fear, you know for a long time in my journey with the Lord, uh, because of wrong believing when it came to that scripture. Um, but now you know, as I was preparing, it was just on my heart to actually start in John chapter fifteen, and then we'll we'll read a couple of verses in John chapter fifteen, leading up to the scripture in in John chapter sixteen that I'm gonna talk about briefly. um The scripture is actually where Jesus Christ is talking about the holy spirit and how he he will convict the world of sin of righteousness and of judgment um but yeah let's actually start in John chapter 15 so i'm going to start in verse 1 so i mean i'm not going to read the whole of John chapter 15 just a few verses um of just some things i was actually meditating on which you know honestly just brought so much peace and joy in my heart as I was just reading and receiving some fresh revelations from the Lord now in now before I start reading, can I just say that you know the reason for this podcast is that. Um I consider myself a very blessed man. You know, not just because of having such a beautiful and super califragilistic wife. <laughs> but um it's it's really because in my journey with the Lord, you know, I I keep discovering, you know, through the great church that we attend, um, the Rock Church in Cape Town. So many fresh revelations of the Lord and they've brought so much freedom and just joy in my life as a whole. And, you know, every time it happens, I just want to record in that moment. You know, that's why um, if if you have me on WhatsApp, you'll see that I, you know, I I tend to write a lot of, whatsapp stories uh, especially regarding the word of God it's because I just I can't keep it to myself so you know this is me really just sharing the some of the things that I meditate on some of the things that you know have set me free and continue to and, and, and that's really what this is you know I'm just sharing some thoughts with you um now in John chapter 15, and let's start in verse number 1. So, uh, I believe you know, all of us are probably familiar with this scripture, um, I mean the whole of John 15. So he says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. I'm reading in the um, New Cain James Version. So he says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine fine dresser every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away and every branch that bears fruit he prunes that it may bear more fruit now you know as i was reading this um man the lord just gave me so much freedom because you know traditionally um, growing up and hearing this verse about how every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Uh, I don't know about you, but you know, I was always taught that that basically means if you don't bear fruit, you know, God is going to cut you off from Christ. You know, that's, that's how you lose your salvation. And it just made me want to strive more, work more, you know, to, to produce fruit. And I mean, even the whole idea of what exactly does fruit look like, you know, there's, there's various interpretations uh, from, you know, various pastors of what, what fruit really is. Um, but, you know, we're not going to get into that today. Uh, Personally, I believe, you know, Scripture interprets Scripture, you know, and that when when Jesus talks about fruit, you know, there is another Scripture that does talk about fruit, but we're not getting into that today. But, I mean, it it takes away your assurance that you are indeed saved. When you hear things like that, that it's actually possible to lose your salvation. and, and, And it's like, there's the Scripture. You know, the scripture clearly says that if you do not bear fruit as a branch, you will be cut off. I think the NIV says, he cut off. And then every fruit that bears fruit, he prunes. But you know, um, the Holy Spirit led me to look at that word, or, or those words, takes away or cuts off in, in, in the original, in the Greek. And if you look it up, you'll actually find that those words actually isn't so much take away or cut off, but it's actually lift up. Every fruit that does not bear fruit... Sorry, every branch that does not bear fruit, he takes up or he lifts up. Um... And, I mean, obviously it didn't make sense when I first read that and I was asking the Lord, but I mean, lift up or takes up doesn't make sense to me in this context. So I started actually just doing a bit of reading on vines in general. And the thing about vines is that vines, one characteristic about them is they can't actually support their own weight. They can't actually support their own weight. Uh the way a vine grows is that it attaches itself to physical objects all around it, you know, to fences, to poles and things like that. And and that's how a vine will support itself and its branches and continue to grow. But, you know, if there's no physical object that it can attach itself to, uh and support itself to, then you know, it's basically going to be um, hindered in, in terms of its growth. And the thing about the branches is that, you know, they one of the key, you could say, ingredients that they need um, to grow and to bear fruit is the sun. Um, it's the sun. And so what you'll find typically in a vine is that if if there's a branch that's lying on the ground and it's not getting enough sun, a branch is not going to bear fruit, right? And that's exactly what happens in our, in our Christian walk. You know, there are many times where things happen, words are said, and you are discouraged, and you are down, and the Lord needs to lift you up, right? And that's what Jesus is talking about, is is when the vine dresser lifts up the branch that's lying down he lifts it up so that it can get the sun for example and then from there it will automatically receive you know that life or, or that ingredient so that it can start to bear fruit and that's what Jesus is talking about is that the the vine dresser who is God he lifts up that branch. He lifts up those branches that do not bear fruit. It's not, you know, you are with Christ as a branch and you don't bear fruit and then shoop, you are cut off. <laughs> um, and then he prunes the branches that bear fruit so that they can bear more fruit. You can also read up about that. And then he says, you are already because of the word which i have spoken to you and you know what this is like a repetition of what jesus said earlier in john chapter 13 when he was washing their feet and peter was saying to him lord you know then wash my whole body you know and and jesus said to him once you have bathed you know you don't need to you don't need to bath again only your feet need to be washed i mean that's a I think that's an episode um, by itself altogether. We're not going to get into that. And then he says in verse 4, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. And again, you know, I I grew up being taught that, you know, as, as a branch, you can cut yourself off. You know, you can cut yourself off. That when Jesus says abide in me, it's because some of us actually cut ourselves off from the vine. And that's why we don't bear fruit, you know. And, I mean, it always bothered me. Those are the things that they they take away your assurance in the Lord. You know, they, they take away that joy of just knowing that you are eternally safe in the Lord. But again, you know, when when you read this carefully, the word abide in the Greek is the word remain. It's remain, right? And, you know, it's like, imagine, you know, you slept over at my house. Um, just just imagine that it. it's not actually going to happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just joking. But I mean imagine you you slept over at my house and then in the morning you're like okay so uh, now I need to go now and then I'm like no relax uh, just you know stay stay for longer or remain for longer and and that's what remain means it means you are there um and remain means you know continue to be there and that's what Jesus Christ is talking about because these 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 words he's sharing specifically to his disciples um, and he's saying to them, and, and to us believers today, remain in me. That's what he's saying. Continue, continue, continue. And later on, he elaborates uh, what remaining in him means when he says, you know, let my words remain in you. And you know why this is important? It's because in the world that we live in, we want instant results. We rush for, you know, what can I do? Because if I take action, then I'm in control, you know, of the result. I want to take action that's going to give me a specific result. So we always rushed into always wanting to take action, you know. You know, it's like even when we read the Word of God, we're always looking for, I, I'm looking for something I need to do. You know, because we believe so much that if I don't do anything, then you know nothing is gonna happen. Because in, in the physical that's 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 how we're inclined to think, right? But it's actually not true. In fact, even when it comes to taking action, um when you remain like you 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 remain in the word. You know, you let the Word sink in. You meditate on it. The Holy Spirit is able to cause you to take action in a certain direction. You know, He leads you. And the way, in fact, that He leads you is through desire. He he puts certain things in your heart so that you can take specific actions or to go in a specific direction. And when you are led by Him, let me tell you something the The result is always far greater than your best efforts. I've I've seen that. I've seen that. You know where I look at the life my wife and I have. You know, and the many times where we we see. You know whether it's finances, um, or or really like physical possessions even we we look back and we actually realize it's not because we were actually working hard it's like the holy spirit led us in a specific direction to take specific actions and those actions produce fruit but but for that to happen it's like he had to calm us down because we always inclined to i just want to get up i just want to get up you know i want to get up I, I need to do something you know but that's what remaining actually means it means it means don't don't rush to take action, remain in the Lord, you know, like he said later, let my words remain in you, you know meditate on them, and as you're doing that, something is happening don't ever think that well, you know when I 'm just reading my Bible sitting down, nothing is happening, things only start to happen when I take action. No, I love what Joseph Prince says when he says when 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 you rest god works when you rest god works and we see this clearly i think we've spoken about it before in the example of Martha and Mary we see this clearly in the example of Martha and Mary because we always want to be the ones in the kitchen doing things because we feel that's more productive than just sitting down and sitting at the feet of Jesus. In fact, you know, some of us we judge people who in our eyes they look like ah this person is not really doing much. They're just they're just sitting down, you know. They're not really like doing much in terms of ah you know, doing things for the Lord or whatever. It's like they're always reading their Bible. But I tell you, there's there's more power in that than to just, you know, go ahead and take action however you want in order to get a specific result. I didn't actually plan to <laughs> uh, say that much with regards to this verse, but um, yeah, thank the Lord. So he says, Abide, abide, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. And I think that's something we all understand that when it comes to fruit, the, the natural process of farming is that you cannot control the timeline for the bearing of fruit. All you can do, right, is to plant and to water. Like Paul said, when it came to the preaching of the gospel in Corinthians, you know, he he, he says, you know, I planted the seed, someone else waters it, but it is God who causes it to grow. That's, that's what he said. And he actually went as far as saying, the the one who plants and the one who waters, they are nothing. What matters is the one who causes it to grow. Do you know why he said that? Because God will not share His glory with men. I want you to let that sink in. God will not share His glory with mere mortals. He wants all the glory. He wants all the glory. And the problem is that our flesh wants the glory because our flesh always wants to boast. You see, when 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 you receive something, because you have worked for it, there will always be boasting, whether you like it or not. There will always be boasting, and and that's what makes this process of just remaining and allowing God to be the one to produce the fruit. That's what makes it so beautiful. You know, the the world is constantly teaching, um, you know, I've been talking to quite a few people in the last week or so and one of the most frequent things that I've been mentioning to them we've been chatting about is how the one of the most frequent or famous advices that the world gives is to work hard. You know, they put the burden of success whatever that may look like on you as the individual that if you don't do anything then nothing is going to happen you know you see these fitness people on social media you know it's about getting up at 5 a.m every morning and being at the gym then you're gonna get the result you know it's it's because i put in the hard work but but i tell you that that that, that 's not the way of the Lord that the Lord wants to be the one to produce the fruit and and our job is to simply remain is to simply remain right and it's a it 's something that totally contradicts the logical mind because in the logical the logical mind cannot make sense of how can you possibly tell me that i 'm going to see result if I don't take action. <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't make sense to the logical mind how you can say, I'm going to get results, and yet, I'm not taking action. But you see, the thing is, and I, and I want to make this very clear, I'm not saying, don't take action. No, 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 no. It, it's saying, Take spirit led actions. And and that's what, you know, um, um, you know our pastors at church and, and even Joseph Prince would describe as living a life of rest. It's is when you are taking spirit led actions. You know, don't don't lead your life from the perspective of I must be active. No. Actually live your life from the perspective of being passive. You receive from the Lord and you allow the Lord to, you know, persuade you, to gently persuade you into a certain direction. There's a scripture that says, um, I love that scripture that says, um, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. It's, it's, I think it's Philippians 2, uh, somewhere there in Philippians 2, that he, he gives you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. Whenever, for example, you need to make a decision, and it's like you are rushed to make a decision, You you are rushed into doing something. You are rushing into doing something. It's probably not the right thing. You know these things where it's like you have to make a decision now. Otherwise, you know, you lose the deal. You know, maybe you're looking into buying a new car and you're seeing a car that you really like. And it's like you're talking to the dealership and it's like, listen, you have to, you have to. So maybe you are planning to go look at the car or whatever and it's like listen you have to buy today if if you wait ah, it's it's late it's late You know what it's probably not the best decision to be rushed into a decision to 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 be rushed into making a decision like that that's where you need to step back and relax and abide and and trust because the the whole process of abiding as i said letting the word remain and and work in you and work in you um that that whole process is that you believe that when the lord leads you into a certain direction to take certain actions it's going to be better than what you imagined that's that's really what I wanna conclude with and i think we'll continue on, on John 15 and, and moving on to John 16 in the next episode is that to, to abide in the Lord is that you, you are already in the Lord. that That's what it is. It's that Jesus is saying you are already in me. Now remain. Co- continue to stay in me. As a believer you are already in Christ. That's what he's saying. You are already in Christ. Now continue to remain. Continue to believe that you are in Him and that He is working in you and He will lead you by desire and power into a certain direction to to do what is pleasing to Him. And that's it. I hope that makes sense. But uh, thank you so much uh, for listening and uh, have yourselves a good night (laughs) or a good day, you know, whenever you listen to this.